All right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, we have our good friend, uh, Theo, uh, joining us. And uh, Theo, I've been waiting to get you on our podcast because you have a wealth of knowledge, um, whether it's in NFT, Web3, or even Web2, right? It's all this. And I think uh, when we were in Melbourne for the uh, Mel, you know, for the what do you call it? NFT Fest, right? Um, Melbourne, NFT. Yeah, even NFT, NFT Fest Melbourne. before that. Yes. Before that, and uh, we heard a lot about good things about you, and we could not wait to uh, meet you as one of the you know you, you're doing some crazy stuff down at uh, Melbourne, and we do miss all this activity. <laughs> we don't get that much activity on the Gold Coast, right? <laughs> so I've, I've been wanting to get to you on our podcast and and have a really good chat and share your experience so uh what has i missed charlie no i think you got it all got it all yeah yeah all right on that note here i would pass the mic to you to give a little bit about you know tell our audience what you do and where it all started you know awesome awesome thanks for having me gents um it's been great getting to know you boys and and uh i think it's sort of i love when serendipitous things happen right so the way we met it was just pretty organic and and you know we sort of i didn't get to stay that much that night which is unfortunate but yeah. we got to make up for it the other times we've caught up you guys have supported nft melbourne you know especially the last event so we really really appreciate it um and yeah i'm, I'm really really humbled to be invited on uh, on this show as well so keen to keen to jump into things a bit about me i've been in business small businesses um for bit over 20 20 odd years uh most of that being in the music industry uh i've been in tech for about a decade now across um a couple of different disciplines i guess uh the, the current business that i have in web 2 that takes a lot of my time is called out in the clouds we're a, uh, a salesforce partner mostly so we do salesforce implementations but we also build websites and and oh, nice. a couple a couple other things as well um and that's how i actually met my business partner mark um who we have uh, lucky nft with which owns the nft melbourne brand and we do a couple other things in the web3 space we have i guess essentially competing businesses in the web2 world so we met through that world and um i've been buying crypto for what's it now uh six years next month it'll be six years wow. uh, and then yeah mark and i sort of as i said we, we probably met um we probably met around about the same time but mm -hmm. uh, saw me talking a lot about nfts probably about three years ago now um and then we sort of off the back of that we started to get closer and chat chat a lot more um and then we started sort of sharing you know different things with each other across the nft space and also and ultimately he sort of said hey we we both collectively have the knowledge and, and the passion for the space. We've run agencies before. Why don't we set up a company that does the things that we're good at and we've proven to be good at over time. So that's where, you know, we sort of, that's what sort of kicked off our, our business, our, our business uh, endeavors, I guess, in, in the web three space. Uh, yep. But yeah, myself, you know, like I said, it's sort of come up through the music industry. I've also been a, I still am a, a, producer slash audio engineer and, and and a performer as well i didn't know that oh you didn't know no and i'm, and I'm obsessed, wow. obsessed with basketball and and, and michael jordan yeah. and number 23 <laughs> and you asked me for a funny story actually. Oh, yeah. um 
every gambler will tell you about the money they've won, not the money they've lost. So I'm going to tell you about the money I've won. So I have this thing with a mate of mine who now lives in Sydney where often when we get together, if we're at the casino, we'll go and put money on 23. And it's now been three times out of five where just about as we're about to leave, we'll put about 100 bucks on 23 and it's hit. (laughs) <laughs> um, so we are up like if you count just the times we've gone for that we're up but if you count yeah. all the other stuff we've lost we're definitely not up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god oh that is so good that's so good what, what, what's your experience on that charlie oh casinos well my <laughs> that's my perfect <laughs> night out at the casino i take a couple hundred bucks me and the wife take a couple mm. hundred bucks we we get a couple drinks throw a bit down on the tables and it's either a really good night or it's a short night anyway, <laughs> evil, hey, it's good <laughs> Mate, uh, there's, there's obviously a lot of money in it and there's a there's a bloke in melbourne i can't remember his name yeah. in the crypto casino space he bought this place in turak for 80 million bucks and he's spending another 80 million renovating it wow so that's where all our money goes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The house always wins, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, everything's moderation is all good. I, I, I heard. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, for, sorry for sidetracking the show. <laughs> nah, nah, that's, that's all, all good, right, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of of when you first got in and gambling, I guess you'd remember the uh, what was it, the fun token. Um, fun fair, fun token back in 2017, 18. The yeah. the casino token. It's died out a, a lot, yeah. a lot now over the years. It's why wouldn't you just use Bitcoin to gamble with? Yeah. <laughs> well, mate, over but, um, across that time, you know, every idea caught fire through the ICO phase, right? But um, digital yeah. casinos at that time was huge. Um, yeah, they still are, but the emergence of it during that sort of middle middle to end to t- 2010s was was pumping i had a mate that was um that, that had you know businesses and affiliates through there and and it was it was going insane but yeah those mate those those tokens back then anyone would i mean it's similar to the nft craze right anyone sort of yes. put, money, put money on anything during that period hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. so theo what was your how would how did your journey start into into crypto six years ago like how how did that um come about funnily enough i mean i was following i was following bitcoin and and eth um from afar during that phase i'd actually in the earlier i've only ever had one i've had more than one job but i've only really ever had one i've never i've never had another office job other than this right and i got made redundant um, from it early that year 2017 so Financially, it didn't really make sense to then put money into what then is was quite a quite a new thing, and and I mean it's still mm. risky, but but, but even mm. riskier back then. Um, so it took the catalyst was one of my wife's best friends, who was actually the maid of honor at our wedding, um, incorporated a coin into her startup. Um, so that was like the catalyst to be like, all right, cool, I'm going to buy some Bitcoin and transfer it into or essentially purchase coins in her ico um so at that time the instructions that she gave everyone was go to localbitcoins.com and literally i'm literally giving someone a temporary pin to my bank account 
to yeah. go and get the 300 bucks that I'm buying or whatever it was at the time um, and just hoping that the escrow works and, <laughs> and then awesome, <laughs> awesome, there's Bitcoin in my account. That's great. Now what I do and sort of going into what was what was it uh, back then? It was um, I've still got the apps on my phone. Exodus was around back then, so I think we we're using that from a wallet yeah. perspective. And and I do, no, I think. Box, and, um, Edge as well was another another popular. But the two, one. yeah, the two we we're using was I think it was I Edu or I do and, and an Exodus. Anyway, um, so that's what got me eventually to put in put money in, um, and that was obviously the first really that hit the media from a from a bull run perspective. We're sort of in the middle of it, so we bought um some of her token and then i use that as an excuse to then put some money into into um bitcoin and, and eth as well um i'm the type of person talking about gambling that <laughs> uh, holes burning my pocket very quickly in the sense that i don't like to just let things sit and I, i've changed yeah. a lot I, like since since Good what man. Happened, since what happened to me early 2018 which is what we're getting to um yeah. and i sort of was following like all these different shonksters and videos yes. and stuff telling me to put money into all these coins and they all went up so i thought, yeah. I thought Gee, i'm i'm a bloody genius here um <laughs> and then you know inevitably we all know what happened at the start of 2018 <laughs> and uh, got, got humbled very very quickly and held all the way to zero yeah. um but yeah man i mean that's what that's what got me in and then i sort of just let it sit there consolidated it all into into bitcoin and eth and um and then sort of wrote it through the the fun of 2020 and then ultimately into nfts oh my god that that 2018 mate you know i even i thought oh my god you know before that you know i started in 2016 and i'm like oh my god this is just doubling like this is like the this is doubling outside of dublin you know what i mean <laughs> so it's just you know i'm like I must be an awesome trader, right? And I'm like, well, this is like so good. Oh my God. I got humbled by that 2018. You know, just like, you can just see it's coming down. I'm like, okay, no, it's going to go up. It's going to go up. And uh, I'm a, I'm a shit trader. I'm a shit. I don't even know how to, how to gamble. So I think, you know, um, and they are the good times in a sense. I would say that it really taught you, uh, you know, first, you know, the bear market and all that. Um, I think, I think it's good education. Uh, oh, which, for sure. Everyone has to experience it. 100%. Sure. You've got to learn the hard way or you won't learn. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. You'll, you'll learn keep repeating it. And, and then understanding, like, having the having the ability or the, the will and the, the curiosity, I guess, of sticking around and working yeah. out, like, what have you actually, like, why are you still here? Why do you still believe in it? Who's building what? It's literally the same thing that's happened in NFTs, right? And that's where we mm. are now. Yeah, that's uh, from true. an NFT perspective, like the people that have stuck around and, and stayed active are, are, genu are, are genuinely trying to see what others are building and, and why we're actually investing our time into this versus how am I going to make quick money? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. And uh, especially with, and we saw the same thing what happened in crypto happening in uh, NFTs as well. And guess what? I think, uh, you know, it's funny, like I just I just came out of a podcast. We're talking about the real world assets and tokenization and all that. And um, it's going to go through the same thing. And, you know, guess what? People are like, oh, no, it's, it's crashing. It's a Ponzi. You know, I think people are going to talk about it until we don't, we're not talking about the technology itself. People are going to say like, oh, this is a Ponzi. Don't get on it. Things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't wait to stop talking about blockchain and talking about more like the, the value add. The blockchain brings right um and that's mm -hmm. going to be the uh, the i would say the super 
the, something, anything, anything that change, I think that will be the catalyst. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The ownership and freedom of trade. Yeah, and speed of trade too. Speed of trade as well. Yep. So. All right, so uh, Theo, what do you want? Yeah, go ahead, Sorry, man. just speaking on that. Imagine when people are listing their houses on OpenSea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can go, you go to your bank. I just need to buy buy this house on OpenSea. Can you fund me? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, can you really like all the people who are going to do that? Like you know, the the privacy there would be a privacy. I can go to you know Nathan's wallet and say, Hey Nathan, <laughs> how many houses you got? How many houses you got, Nathan? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so uh, mate, I. The reason why we got you here is we really would like to talk to you about golf. Oh, sorry, no, not golf. <laughs> we'll be here for about 10 hours. I was about to say, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, you know, you, you've been doing some great, great stuff uh, with your event space. Like, you know, I mean, like hmm. we do our monthly meetup and we know it's just like, we, you know, it's always like until the last hour it's always crazy i don't know how much yeah. how will you plan right and with the event that you um you guys put together um the nft melbourne right and it was such a great event you guys had some really really prominent people in the space and got some really good value it was not like something that was put out like okay i hear some stuff okay just go you had some great planning you had some great activities um good people uh, came in there and did some really amazing things. And from outside, it it was just flawless, right? So I would really love to hear what was your thought process of, okay, did, were you, how did you come up with the idea? Was it like over oh, some beers one Friday night or, <laughs> and then it just snowballed from there? I would love to know that. Well, firstly, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We, we, uh, almost killed ourselves with, with, I mean, with both of the big ones that we've done, but particularly the second one, there was a lot of thought that went into it and a lot of planning and, and, and a lot of time, you know, I was basically doing 50, 60 hours in this business and then probably the same in that one. So I wasn't, uh, wow. my brain was, was completely fried. I didn't want to speak to anyone after that show, <laughs> but, um, mate, yeah. So in 2021, uh, Mark and I, who's my, my main co-founder we also have another business partner but the idea stemmed from the two of us and 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 missing out on nft nyc vcon you know and uh, all, all the other events that were overseas particularly in north america and, and some of the european ones we wanted to get to as well um but we were sort of like you know this is nuts like we're just out of we're just out of lockdown so sort of like traveling is probably not going to be that fun because it's like you're just going to get slowed down with checks and scans and all the rest of it so why can't we bring something here um and, and also you know tie it into this agency lucky nft that we want to build and, and use it as a use the event really as our initial offering to the space and say hey we're not here for anything transactional we're going to the first thing we're going to do is a mostly free show the first one was it was um out of the thousand people that we had the first year probably five five fifty to six hundred was free tickets and then the rest was like 20 30 bucks right wow. so we didn't we didn't make any money but yep. it wasn't it's not why we did it mm. um so the idea was create an experience here that could rival what they're doing over there without the need to travel over there right yeah. and then really cement what we knew was that melbourne is you know i mean it's the the culturally 
from music and arts perspective, you can't, no one can argue that it's the epicenter of the country. So because of what Web3 encapsulates, why couldn't that be the case for for Melbourne too? So, um, so yeah, we went ahead and and did that. Our business partners own the venue that we did it in. So it made it very easy to do, to sort of put that together from an operational standpoint. Um, And we really wanted to, you know, bring everyone together, tail end the lockdown, especially in Melbourne. We copped it. We were locked mm-hmm. down for the longest, longest yes. period anywhere in the world in yep. terms of cities, right? So it was, it just so happened that three days before the event, the venue cap um, law or regulation, whatever oh, yes. it was, lifted so we could fill the whole thing. Um, yeah. From all accounts, no one caught COVID, which was amazing. Um, but uh, but yeah, February 2022 was our was our first show, and we wanted to bring everyone that we knew that was putting legitimate work in from an Australian standpoint. We wanted them there um, because of COVID, we we couldn't get Betty and Psych there, and we weren't yep. doing uh, virtual um, uh, guests at, at, for, for that first yep. event um and voltura was in was in sydney he was about to come but we, he didn't come aside from those two we basically mm. had everyone in melbourne in, as long as, as out of the people we were aware um yeah. that were sort of active and doing things um you know quote unquote properly mm. um, yep. we, we sort of had him there which was which was awesome people did not expect that first one um there was a line outside that wrapped around the block twice there was probably 700 people outside because wow. everyone rocked up at once and we had to yes. try and get we had to try and get like 900 people in the doors in the first hour and for anyone that runs a venue will know how hard that is so, um, so we had to push back the the, yeah. the speakers a little bit but no one expected they they literally everyone was like i legitimately thought there'd be 150 200 people here and they rocked up <laughs> and it was like 30 grand done over the bar yeah. Um, people going wild, like it went out, went, in, <laughs> went out on into the early hours of the night, and um, yeah. and it was a great, it was a great opportunity for everyone to meet all of their fellow community members who they've been talking to on Discord over you know the lockdown period, and be yeah. able to have people flying from around the country and actually get to you know start to build these yeah. bonds in person, and, and a lot of people still, particularly that first one, they still credit our event for businesses they've created obviously friendships that they've um, that they've forged and and um you know networks that they've sort of built out that event was really what kicked off a lot of that so naturally for the second event which was march of this year it feels like three years ago but for it was um, march of this year we wanted it to be obviously we wanted to take our learnings from the first one and apply it to this but also lift the bar considerably so that it really was world class um so that's what you saw as a result and it took not just the ideas and our execution it took the collaboration of the giant swans the secure d's the the rest mm. of the panelists the speakers um the crew that the team from oshi that brought in yes. these 80 inch um samsung yeah. screens and did the the gallery they dressed up the side room like all of these people that we that we've become friends, genuinely friends with. Giant Swan, who did the VR thing, bought that gear for the show um, wow. because we couldn't find a proper supplier to rent it to us. Like, this is how committed yes. these people are that are absolutely crushing, crushing it in, you know, within their own di- discipline. 
and they were just going out of their way to to help put the put, put the show on. So yes, we came up with a lot of the concepts, but without our well, firstly our team, yeah. but 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 also all of those partnerships and the help. Mm-hmm. There's no way we could have could have pulled that off. But we were so thrilled and 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 so proud of um, what we did earlier this year. Not only on that main day, yeah, and, and afterwards, but also you know the 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 event before. And the, and the event after and of course the amount of sponsors and exhibitors that supported us not only financially but mm. um, all of the other things that they brought to the to the party it was just such a it was it was it was a beautiful thing to see in the middle of a bull market um that, yeah. you know that come together and still have 450 500 people come out to a show oh man yeah. that was that was really good i mean like we thoroughly enjoyed because i've never been to a bad event uh, really, uh, because I think you start appreciating whether it's all the build up to that event, right? It's everyone go out there and people, you know, the organizers are constantly worried throughout the day. They're putting out fires. I mean, literally yeah. sometimes putting out fires, right? <laughs> so, we, yeah, we, we had no Wi-Fi until about three hours before the doors yeah. opened. So. <laughs> I remember we just walked in. I think we saw you, uh, you know, we were passing out and he's like, oh, actually, I had have, I have to get this Wi-Fi. You know, that's that's right. We did see yeah. that's right. And uh, yeah, because we were like two, three hours early. We, we, were, three, we were, were so keen. <laughs> <laughs> we woke up early and Love my God, it. you know, um, my, and I, you know, like, like you said earlier, like it's uh, you get to know a lot of people who are really there to you know lift you, you know, uh, your friends and, you know, your business partners and even the wider, wider network, you know, and that's what we notice here on the Gold Coast, like even with our uh, meetup, even that what we do monthly, you can see like everyone sharing that those posts and getting involved because they want to be part of uh, this thing. They don't know how. But this is how they're going to be part of it. And that's, we have to appreciate everyone's time and effort that they bring in. So, so what was, with, with regards to this um, NFT, you know, Melbourne event that we attended uh, this year, mm-hmm. um, how did you go about getting that, um, the venue, for example? What was that process? Was it like, okay, we know exactly where to uh, hold our event? Uh, was it simple as, okay, look, okay, these are the days available. Okay, good. Um you know, was it as simple as okay, look, we can we have everything organized here? Just turn up the week before, or yeah, I've got a great story about that, and and also, uh, you know, a little bit of a I guess a learning in terms of like how to adapt and move when things aren't going how you plan. So yes, our 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 grand our grand scheme was when we were looking for venues. I was convinced that the bear market would not affect attendee numbers. Yeah, because I felt that there was already enough interest out there that the curiosity would drive ticket sales. I was wrong about that, um, particularly because it also bounced into a recession as well, which obviously, mm. I mean, just all events were, were struggling, yes. not, not Web3 related. So of I was course. wrong. I'm happy to say I was wrong. Um, but <laughs> the, initial, the initial grand plan was our business partners own that venue that we did the... Um, the event in behind yeah. that venue, there's a laneway, and yeah. there's another venue that essentially their front door connects to our back door. There's literally a laneway separates it, and that venue holds 1,500 more people. So oh, we yeah. were going to have the main, let's call it auditorium slash speaking yes. area in the venue we had, and then all the exhibitors were going to be in the other venue, and and, and we're going to do a bunch of other activations across it. Now, 
first week of ticket sales went really well. Hmm. Um, and then Christmas happened and then everyone essentially, it was our first real Christmas period out of lockdown, like proper extended yeah. period. So a lot of people went away. So we were off the radar, like no one, we couldn't get any traction for most of January. So we sort of made a call third week of Jan to pull the plug on the second venue. Um, mm. so we readapted, spoke to like Oshi already planned for, for an activation in the other venue. We got them to sort of replan to where we ended up doing it in the bunker um, at Billboard. Yeah. Um, and we just had to uh, sort of adapt a lot of things around scheduling, etc. Um, but yeah, like the, 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 you know, the main, I guess the main, and the other, the other part I forgot to mention was we, we're looking at an, a, another venue, like different venues elsewhere that would hold a larger amount of people because we wanted to go bigger. Now, obviously, with that comes a very higher venue fee. Um, so luckily, we didn't do that um, because we were able to to do it with the deal that we did with our business partners um, within, within the venue we ended up doing it in. So it all worked out in terms of having the flexibility to sort of make those dynamic decisions on the fly based on how things were going um so our decision process yeah was made a lot easier by the fact that the boys that the crew already owned the venue and not only was that commercially really beneficial for us but we yeah. obviously that they run that venue many many days of the week every week of the year they have functions in there and they know how to operate right and we know yes. we know them very well in terms of the operational people in the venue too so it just made everything a lot easier I think if it was done somewhere else and we didn't know the people within it, well, I know for sure it would have been harder. It would have been more stressful. And also the venue is literally below the the office. Yes. Oh, and I forgot to mention. So in uh, with the with the, the event, level eight yes. above the actual um, main venue, we ended up using the office space and the balcony for some of yes. the operations. I completely forgot about that. Um, so, you know, that was beneficial as well because it was such a nice, beautiful balcony um, out there and, and a big office space where we could um, hold the workshops and the um, paint and sip and, and, and some of those activations. So, yeah, it just worked out really beautifully for us. Um, yeah. The paint and sip, that was awesome. I did the uh, check. I, I wasn't on that one. That yeah, I went and I found out. Yeah. I was um, watching Giant Swan oh, Workers Magic in, in yes. VR, which was it was a great experience. Yeah, that was that cool. One. Those those two activations were my favorite. They were um <laughs> yeah, they were done really well. So yeah, we're really lucky to have people like that that, that sort yeah. of help us out. But yeah, man, that's that's yeah, that's how we sort of went about the the venue piece. Yeah, and I guess on top of the venue, like there's the venue sorting that out, making mm. sure it's all good. You can account for numbers and it's not too overpacked, health and safety. Um, how do you go about scheduling everybody course, in? So yeah. first of all, you've got to go, you've got to go reach out to everybody. They come back, say, yeah, cool, that sounds awesome. I'll, I'll come um, speak. How do you go about scheduling and organizing all of that? <laughs> yeah, AI, mate. AI. Yeah, no, nah, man. I was, doing, <laughs> I was doing it all myself. You're um, not AI. Yeah, oh, correct. <laughs> I was basically a robot at that stage. Um, yeah, really good question. Particularly, we had two people in LA as well. So they had to both be earlier in the day yes. because it's, you know, it would be later at night there. So, and, and Spotty was hosting a, an event. Like he literally got a room 
at the venue that he was hosting the event to come oh. and speak to us and then go back out to the show. <laughs> and go back um, and so, yeah, it was super tight. It was super tight. So, yeah, basically you sort of just sort of set, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know, what are your preferences? This is what we're thinking roughly. This is the time period roughly, particularly for the international guests. Mm. Um, the ones that are coming usually come for most of, if not the whole mm. show. So it's a lot easier um, with them. But we yeah we try and sort of prioritize like who who has really tight windows. Let's try and get them in. But also you got to think about the flow. Yeah, you, you need yeah. you need to not package too many similar conversations together. In my opinion, others do it that way. I, I don't yeah. I don't think like I see why you do that so that people that are coming for that sort of stuff. But I think it just gets a little bit mundane or monotonous if you're doing too much in a row. So we try to um, sort of mix it up a little bit and sort of cater to, from a time slot perspective, the people mm. that we think and also have, you know, really high up the higher profile or the people that we think most people are coming for after the breaks because that's when it's hardest to get people back into the room. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things to there's a lot of things to consider around, you know, keeping the energy. And I guess it comes from sort of running running nightclubs or running my own parties and performing and all that sort of stuff, you sort of already have all those thoughts in your mind. So you just need to apply it to this, this type of event instead. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one because I, after the breaks, I'm like, all right, I've got to go back inside because blah, blah, blah's on and I don't want to miss this yeah. one. I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that's really good. And, uh, what I love about these events is that, you know, you get to get on, you know, this uh, Twitter spaces and all that and and you get to meet them. Like, you know, that's the first time uh, mm-hmm. I met uh, Mantis, right? And it's like, I, I walk past, but we said, like, okay, we'll catch up. Yeah, that's all good. You're doing this thing. And I, I walk past him and he's like, Cozy? I'm like, ah, oh, yes, yes. Uh, who are you? Are you Mantis? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Adam. And like, who's Adam? Like, Mantis. Oh, yes, yes. I know you. You know? And... <laughs> I think connecting with people is huge and especially in Melbourne loves the culture, loves the vibe. You know, it's just like so easy to talk to people, easy to, you know, say hi. And, yeah, you know, uh, we found it very, very, you know, very cool. And every time we, we came down there and we were really uh, treated well by the whole crowd and it almost felt like, Oh, we knew most of them for, you know, for years. And uh, we were, very new, I think, when we attended the NFT Melbourne, right? Because we didn't know anyone that time. NFT Fest was the first time. NFT you Fest. NFT. Sorry, Fest. NFT Fest. Yeah. yeah, we didn't we didn't know anyone, and you know, and thanks to you, that's the first time we really got into our, you know, to the, you know, to the crowds, and since then never looked back. So yeah. let's say thank you to you, mate, for that. No, of course, mate. that door for us. So. That's right. I mean, why else are we here, right? Like, you know, people are going to events. Well, I mean, most of the people that I engage with go to events too meet other people and make an impression and and you know build their network or whatever whatever their like goal outcome is they're there for a reason they're not there to you know ignore everyone and and, and yes. in the corner and 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 you know you, look you do get events like that sometimes where it's like you know in, in other industries they might just be going there just to absorb the information and don't really meet anyone but that's the whole like you can get that in a on-demand online course correct you know what I mean? Exactly. The, the, the biggest outcome, you know, I mean, in my opinion, from going to events is coming away with having met people and the potential 100%. of something happening 
as a result yes. of that, whether it's literally just another person to to be able to have a conversation with all the way through to maybe another a, a new client or, or a business partner. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, I can relate to that, as you know, because before Blockstars, I was the home home Kermit. Like, oh, what a, a lot of a lot of events in Brisbane from Gold yes. Coast. Like, uh, no, I don't really need to go up there. I can just watch blah, blah, blah on YouTube or <laughs> go, on, go on Twitter and just absorb that information. But mm. um, since starting with Blockstars and we venture out mm. to a lot, of, a lot of industry events, a lot of real-life events, um, IT industry wise, yeah. web free, they're always my favorite favorite group. Um, and yeah, you get that real, you know, it's a lot different than messaging someone on Twitter back and forth, or now we've got spaces, but being able to to connect with people in person and and see what's actually going on in real time as well, where you yes. can you know, like, oh, I didn't know that was happening. And yeah. then you reevaluate and, oh, all right, I'm going to look at that, bookmark that in the phone. I'll come back to that later. And yeah, yeah, I, I reckon, yeah, real world events, you, you have to do it. There's you, so much value in them. You have to go out, meet people, especially within the um, Australian scene as well, which is, 100%. you know, we're, we're pretty big on the world map for when it comes to Web3. 100%. Yeah. Particularly yeah. during this time, you know, a lot of the attendees are people that are legitimately putting time and effort into the space and Mm -hmm. and and are so much passing by you know so the types of people you can get to shake hands with and talk to they're going to be the next leaders in the space already already are in fact a lot Uh, of the people that we had at our last show a lot of them are absolutely at the top of their game yeah 100 percent. i i realized that when i'm doing the uh you know sip and paint like you know, I seen like Sikia doing all these things and I'm like, it can't be, this can't be that hard, right? And I'm trying to do this like color the check, you know, <laughs> it is not that easy. It's like going all over the place, like, oh my, I should not be using, <laughs> you know, you realize like how shaky your hands are. In your defense, because you probably haven't picked up a paintbrush in like 10 years before that. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> I can't even draw stick figures, so I completely understand. <laughs> but it was really good fun because there's some good banter uh, around the you know around the table. It's like a, you know, it's, it was on the uh, the what do you call the balcony, mm. um, you know, looking out, and it was a beautiful day as well. The weather was like we're lucky, uh, yeah. More lucky. Mate, I, I don't know what they're, what they're saying about Melbourne because every time we've been there, it's been sunny and beautiful, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, so... you, you've just been lucky, mate. We, we've copped it the last couple of days. But, um, yeah, look, anything that – any activity, you know, in my opinion, any activation that helps facilitate conversation like that and you, you're sort of breaking the ice and you're sort of helping people just naturally have mm. conversations and, and get to know each other and have a bit of fun while doing it, It'd be silly not to throw it in, right? If you've got the space and the budget to to put it together, it's such a big value add for your attendees. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I just want to talk about your NFT ticketing. Yeah. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. What? What? You know, you you guys used then another tech to uh, check in people as well at the door. Token proof. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I would love to hear about. Okay, how did that come about? Marker did like some amazing tech there and so how did it come about what was the ideation behind it and what was it like to execute it and yeah. then go to the market and see other people getting involved and then the utility behind it would love to hear that mate. yeah for sure so we wanted to do it for the year before there just wasn't enough runway um and also token proof was brand new like literally we were one of the we we're going to be one of the first 
use cases, and that's just a little bit scary. Like yeah. even even this year was a little bit touch and go. Like a, couple, yeah. a couple of them didn't work, but they're going to keep building that, and all, all tech products need time mm. to evolve, right? But of course, um, so we already had it from the year before. We're like we have to do it this time. Um, so Mark, um, you know, sort of said, "Hey." It wasn't actually, it was actually only a couple of months prior to the event because we were sort of touch and go, like, do we do it? We we didn't even decide 100% we we're going to do it until after we released the general admission tickets. Um, so he was like, I'm going to do it. Um, I think I know what I need to do. I'm going to go for it. It's going to be my first time contract. Let's just do it. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Let's go. And we, we did it in a way where it was the idea was for them to be the elevated experience tickets where you can build in util utility such as mm -hmm. the the night before dinner that's right invite only workshops the following day mm. the after party the you know the the catering during the event all that sort of stuff was the utility the the priority access to the different workshops all this stuff was token gated by owning these nft tickets um, so we wanted to, you know, show that we were taking our own medicine, right? And we, we mm -hmm. thought, you know, what's an NFT event without NFT yep. ticketing, particularly at this scale, right? Yes. Um, and also, it's it's amazing for us as a as an agency when we when we want to sort of go out to when we really want to put the foot down and start to scale this thing and get go out to the events and, and entertainment industry and say, hey, look, mm. we did we did it in our event. Yes. We've used, you know, this is how we went about it. Yes, we only did a hundred of them, but it worked extremely well. Yeah, um, there was also a scavenger hunt within the event where, yes, um, essentially, if you had a, if you had the NFT ticket versus a general, a standard paper Web two ticket, mm. you essentially were running your own race against others that had the NFT ticket in terms of priority of prizes. So. Um, there were yeah, there was multiple layers of utility that we that we packed into these tickets, and those holders will enjoy future utility over over the coming events as we continue to do more. Hundred percent. So, what was the uh, what was it like, Mark? Like, do we, obviously, he, like you said, he was doing his that's his first smart contract, and um, what was the journey like doing that? Uh, was there any like hiccups that? um that oh my god we got it wrong or oh my god we deployed the wrong contract oh my god but all of that stuff or is he just like you know the the guy is doing some amazing amazing if whoever is not following him on twitter hmm. missing out literally missing out right um yes yeah, so i'll talk about what what happened after that I, i'm actually trying to remember if he did the checks thing first no, no, no. He, no, he, no, no. He, he definitely himself. did our yeah. He definitely did our thing. So yeah, he's been a developer for two decades. You know, he was, he's been. You know, he's not hasn't been on the tools from a web two perspective in the last few years. And you know, he, he can obviously speak for himself, but um, <laughs> he, he's a very talented and creative guy. Um, so he sort of went for it and and already had an idea, but he he put in a lot of time to learn what's possible and, and the best way to go about it. And he nailed it. Like it was, mm. it was incredible how quickly he turned that around that then got the monkey off his back as he, in his words. And he went for <laughs> it after, after that, um, he did this, um, this, this, um, thing with the checks project, yes. um, that's essentially led to him building a fully blown digital arcade that's token gated 
um, and he sold, I think it was like seven or 8,000 open edition um, NFTs to start with um, shortly after our event. So mm. I'm sure he's glad that he, uh, he went down that route because it, um, it was pretty pretty good for him. 100%. 100%. So um, what was the experience like with the uh, token proof, um, guys? What was it like? What did you guys have to do with your um, with your ticketing? Did you have to talk with them, get that into their platform? Or what, what did it look like? What was the process? Yeah. No, they're awesome. They're, they're really awesome to work with. Obviously, they're, they're, they're smart in the way that they understand that it's still early and they need to yeah. be commercial with, with how they sort of go about things and you know, being the ticketing system versus charging for being a ticketing system is their priority. And I think that's mm. a really smart way to go about it. Like if they've got runway that allows them to, you know, not necessarily always charge for 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 people using it and maybe they're still working out their modeling around around how they're pricing things or you know what their business is commercially. Um, but they were ex- excellent to work with. Um they essentially just get you to share the contract address and what you know what the utility needs to be and, and what the business rules are, and they just build that out for you on, in, in their back end and sort of they're 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 available for troubleshooting. Like they were helping us, you know, in real time when yep. it was late their time um, when mm-hmm. we were having issues and and all the rest of it. So that they are excellent, and they'll continue to you know this bull next bull market. They'll, they'll you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see announcements of them raising serious money, or maybe, who knows, they might they might sell yeah. it. I don't know, but the valuation of the business, I think, given the market share that they have and the brands that have continued to use their product over over time and the different um, the different things that they're shipping, they're also doing sort of almost like a sort of like a payment gateway in terms of you know they've got different offerings, not just the tech that allows you to sort of scan those um, scan mm. tokens for, for access. They're also yep. doing, um, you know, crypto payment gateways for ticketing. And then they sort of execute at the moment, um, at least at the time of when we did our event, mm-hmm. it would spit out a web two ticket. I'm sure they're going to be able to spit out web three tickets pretty soon, but they're sort of yep. facilitating the purchase of, um, of tickets using crypto through a, a payment mm. gateway and, and a sort of checkout page that they build on token proof. Yep. So there's lots of different applications that, that they're working on. So um, they're certainly our pick. I don't actually know if there are any other legitimate options to be honest with you, because we were, we were really happy with, you know, the early convos we had with Fonz, who's the founder. Yep. Um, and the, yep. the funny, funny story about that was the initial tech yep. was um, to actually scan for, um vaccination um so they oh, really? built that originally to do that i think they went out to win government contracts i can't remember if they won them or mm-hmm. if they just missed out so they repurposed it for this None, nonetheless the the tech was originally built to sort of scan those those vaccination passes and then they pivoted it and replatformed it to to turn it into what it is now covid did bring some good stuff yeah, that's right. <laughs> mostly yeah. bad, mostly bad, but some good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, that's interesting. You say that for you, like the the dev team and the the um, the team all around willing to work with you, and with the business cases, like sort of if you have edge edge cases, they were willing to go build that in the back end to 
um, to support to support any of those cases. Uh, we didn't. We didn't really have any. We we did. We did. I guess we we had requested. I can't actually remember now. Um, I think there was one particular thing where they hadn't done it before. Um, I'm not sure they would have built into their product because we probably didn't give them enough time, to be honest with you. It was all, it was yeah. all pretty last minute, but they have been known to do that. Like, uh, you know, th- they'll pick up on something and then sort of put it into their roadmap. But no, they were, they were excellent nonetheless. Yeah, and I think, yeah, because with, with ticketing, there's so many different use cases. Mm. Like, there's so many different ticketing and then you add NFTs on there and you add utility mm. that um, it sounds like token proof is sort of, are sort of wanting to be the yeah, very yeah, very right. lenient, adaptive yeah. to whatever use case. Mm. So yeah, that's interesting. I didn't actually know mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Arthur, we got like we are you know nearing to our you know last part of the sure. uh, podcast, and I would love to talk talk about your music career, mate. Come on, spill some beans, mate. So how 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 and what what what's that all about? <laughs> Come on, you're like a resident DJ well, here. Like, the the back end of the story is Web three related, but the the majority of the start is not at all. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I I started running parties when I was sixteen. That then, you know, sort of got me interested in in DJing, and then I was I was sort of DJing in sort of two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand two, maybe two thousand one, um, and then I started playing sort of nightclubs sh- shortly after that, and. Sort of within my own right, within th- those first <clears throat> seven or eight years, I was, you know, sort of playing the festivals around, mostly in Melbourne, but I, I played sort of um, some of field days up in up in the Goldie and wow, did a few nice. other shows across the country, but in, in Perth as well. But yeah, I was mostly in Melbourne around the clubs, and I'm starting to play again now. Actually, I had, I had a few years off to, yeah. um, you know, focus on business, um, yes. sort of business out, outside of music. Outside of music, um, yes. But yeah, like you know, I've got a I've got a, a music a music partner as well. We we we've been working on an album for about eleven years, um, but um, <laughs> but you know, good things take time, and and we're sort 100%. Of, um, chipping away at that. That'll be a Web three offering, you know, um, when we when we get that ready. I've been saying next year for literally about nine years, so I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping next year's the year. But um, yeah, yeah. No, when we when we release it, I think there'll be well for sure there'll be some part. Some component of it will be Web three related, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that and, and and going out and playing more shows in the mm. coming years. So you know, um, I know a couple of uh, sound engineers and in the in the music and very creative, right? Um, I think um, they, you know, I, I asked I asked them like, you know, how do you hear these things? And you know, like, oh, it's not that hard. You just hear all the tracks and you put them together and like okay cool you know and he's and he asked me like so how do you do code like how do you even start you know and i'm like yeah it's easy you know (laughs) (laughs) so and um you know it's it you know constantly just impresses me how uh musicians you know that i feel like musicians are like lateral thinkers you know you think of so many things at the same time i think the um the neural parts are being developed so well i think musicians pick up things very fast. Not musicians per se, but if we have a love for music, if you play a music instrument, what I noticed was they are technical as well. They're programmers or they got some special higher skill 
Um, mm. But, you know, and some of them haven't found it yet and they're still in the, you know, on the journey of finding it. Sure. Uh, but in your, in your um, humble opinion, right, um, did you having that music background, obviously you did music before anything else. Um, how did that, I feel like maybe that helped you with, you know, what you're doing now as a business owner, operating multiple businesses, you know, doing something web two and web three and everything, right? What For is sure. your, yeah, firstly, I'm I'm not a musician, so I don't want to offend any musicians out there in terms of like I can't play instruments. Yeah. If you put me into a band, I'd I'd completely fail. I can certainly play from a production standpoint, like just play things and then sort of fumble my way and cheat, but I, I'm definitely not a musician. Um but I understand what you're saying uh i do i am creative i'm not mm. you know ultra creative like on a giant swan type level or um you know at that capacity but the creativity behind you know having to perform or you know construct shows or you know produce music or whatever whatever it might be definitely goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship mm. there is a, a, a an enormous amount of creativity that goes into entrepreneurship in my opinion and i think that because i sort of i guess started both at the same time whereas entrepreneurship in the music industry i really got to deal with a lot of aspects that helped um, my business career over time mm. and the love of music technology and sports and trading cards and all of that sort of in a melting pot web3 really you know ties a bow around all of that right so as soon as i understand i understood what the potential was from an you know in terms of nfts and the underlying consumer blockchain it was just like all right forget everything else this is where i need to be um and obviously i've got my responsibilities with everything else that i'm doing so i couldn't just drop everything and run um but it's certainly taken a lot of my attention and and, and yeah I, you, I agree with you for sure the creative mm. aspect definitely definitely helps yep and did the djing also help you with doing the late nights with little <laughs> little sleep theo while doing no. the events <laughs> no not at all mate I, I i'm terrible if i don't sleep uh, <laughs> if i don't get eight hours i'm already you know, every yeah. minute that I lose be be below eight hours, my yeah. percentage of performance drops dramatically. So, um, if anything, it's probably made me more tired in my in my uh, as as I'm approaching my forties. Um, <laughs> it's sort of taken a few light years off my life, but um, yeah, mate, I'm not I'm not definitely not a night owl anymore. I used to, you know, some of my sets wouldn't start till five in the morning, so I had to adapt. Wow, um, to that sort of stuff. But when you're young, it's it's like that was in my early early to mid twenties. So I'm now yes. 39. So there's a few few years between um, that and now. But um, no, that definitely did not help <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, no, that that's so good. That's so good. Um, guys, uh, I think we're coming to that time. We'll wrap it up. And uh, hmm. Theo, oh, yeah. can we quickly touch base yeah. have we have Theo, have you got plans for the next nft melbourne coming up uh oh, that's a good question yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Can talk, I can talk about that so we haven't decided but there's a very good chance we'll be changing the brand um mm -hmm. in terms of the name i think we might leave the the whole nft thing behind i think the yeah. events probably evolved idea. beyond that and just the the connotations around the the terminology in general sort of limit us to who we can target 
at, you know, from, mm. from an event perspective. So um, we're looking at there's a um, festival, a street festival called the Chapel Street Festival, which used to be enormous a while ago. They're revamping yep. it after it had died off, you know, and they stopped it probably 10 years ago or something like that. So they're revamping it. They've got the right people involved. And a friend of ours has a gallery on the on Chapel Street, so we're looking at a three to four day event in February, um, in line with with his gallery to align with that Chapel Street festival. Um, nice. We're just we're just talking to all of our previous partners and sponsors at the yep. moment to see if it's viable, um, and if it is, we're gonna we're gonna go for it. But it'll be yeah under a new banner. Awesome, awesome, cool. man. And I think that's a that's a good name. That's a good you know um, move to drop the NFT word because I think so. You know, NFT would not be here. I think it will be called something else. Like, digital assets now. Yeah, digital collectible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called a digital Melbourne. Oh my god, that's so funny. But yeah, I just laugh at my own jokes. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. And um, I would, you know, and I'm saying like, I can't wait to see more of your golf uh, updates and your Michael Jordan updates on your Twitter yeah. feed, mate. They're um, unlimited, mate. They'll be, they'll be coming thick, thin, thick and thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we finish, uh, Theo, did we, is there anything else that you would like to share with the community? Or is it something that, is there anything that we did not touch or that you want to share? No. You know? no. Yeah, just, like I said, I'm just I'm just grateful to to be on here chatting with you guys. It's always a good time. So yeah, yeah that's all that's all I need, mate. I'm I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> awesome, Charlie. Awesome. Um, no, no, nothing from me. Thank you for coming on, Theo. It was Appreciate an awesome it. chat, and I learned a bit more about your event that I had yeah. no idea about as Love well. It. That's it. So. Like number twenty three, mate. Red number twenty three. That's, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's the cheat code yeah. now. Well, I'm talking to my boss, and I'm hoping uh, my wife's the boss, and I'm hoping to be down in Melbourne um, on the 11th and 12th. So, yeah. let's go. So I might see you down there. I'll mate. see you at the tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm... my mates already got that planned and booked. So if I make it down, so awesome. I'll let you know, man. Love cool. It. Awesome you, guys. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you for all uh, everyone who joined us um, to listening uh, to this podcast and Theo. You know, thank you so much for accepting the invitation to come and um, come on our you know podcast. And this is like podcast number fifty six, like episode number six. Awesome. We just crossed 56. over the one year. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, love it. It's good stuff, so, boys. Thank you, mate. Thanks, I really appreciate mate. it. And we'll see you down in Melbourne pretty soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, guys. On that note, thank you so much, and we'll see you around. See you later. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. No, he's not under the...